Hi, it's Michael Patton here. The show is called Pigskin Pick Six. We do it every week, try to pick the NFL games, and we try to pick six games, I think, against the spread, six games against the point spread for over-unders, and six point teasers, the games that we think like that. So it's week 12 of the NFL. It's been an excellent season so far, and we're going to have games this week, um, three games on Thursday, because it's Turkey Day. Hope you all have wonderful plans, and can listen to this podcast, and hope we pick a good games. And if nothing else, it's three straight games of NFL. It's really nice. You know, we're used to it on Sundays, not on Thursdays. So I hope America gets to see some really good football games, and we have a great time. The matchups are interesting. Um, and, you know, we always play a game in Dallas, always play a game in Detroit. They've always, Detroit's always the first game. Um, they have a tough opponent this week. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills are coming in town. Still people's pick to be the best team in overall football. They really do great. They've struggled a little bit lately. Um, Josh Allen is this incredible quarterback. He's too big to be that fast and too fast to be that big. Six foot five, incredible arm, strong as can be, and runs the ball well. Um, one yard quarterback sneaks, he can't be stopped. He's just too big. He waits for a hole for a second and dives. But lately he's had some problems with turnovers. Uh, last four games, six interceptions and a fumble lost. Uh, his running back, Singletary and Cook, uh, both carrying carries. I don't like committees, um, running backs by committee so much for Fantasy League. Uh, both these guys got 86 yards last week. Singletary on 11 carries, Cook on 17 carries. Um, he's got two good receivers in Diggs and Gabe Davis. Um, there's a reason why they're a great team. They are the number two offense in points, in yards, number three in passing, number nine in rushing. He's done it all. And their defense, um, they've slipped lately. They've had a couple of bad games, but they're still fifth overall in points allowed. Um, they're doing really good. They're seven and three on the season. Detroit plays tough at home. Detroit is America's team you go hope, cheer for because you know they're going to lose anyway. Um, in this game, it's a nine-and-a-half-point spread. Detroit's getting nine-and-a-half points at home. That's a lot. I have to say, I don't like any team laying that many points when the game doesn't mean much. Buffalo needs to win the game, keep the first place in their division. Detroit's four and six. They've been a reasonable team. Um, it's their defense that kills them. 32nd, last in the league in points, last in yards, next to last against the run, and fifth worst against the pass in every way category. They're just terrible on defense. But their team has been fine lately. They've won three straight games. They beat the Giants last week handily. Maybe they can go in and beat another Buffalo team and get them done again. So the game's in the Dome. It's in Buffalo. No weather concerns or anything. So I have to say, I'd probably bet this one under. It's the highest scoring game on the market. Every other game is between 42 or so, um, 48 most games of the season. That's about what NFL teams score on average. This one's 54. They're expecting a real blowout here. This is the week I'm going to say that I'm going to pick some underdogs, and this is one of the things I think everybody's going to look for. My theory is there are certain weeks of the season where the underdogs just play great. And the bookies clean up. You know, bookies got to buy gifts for the girlfriend and for the wife this year for Christmas. So this is the time where the first of the month, people get paid on the last day or the first of the month. That's Wednesday and Thursday this week. And they'll be able to pay their bookie, unfortunately, before their rent. So people go crazy and the weird things happen this time of season, every time, every year. So I say bet all the underdogs. If you have no clay, anything else for it, you might try that. But I'm going to play the under 54 just because America thinks it's going to be a high-scoring game and probably would take the Lions plus nine and a half. Now I'm going my better plays, but the Lions plus a lot of points at home during Thanksgiving Day, a good game, why not? The middle game's Dallas. Dallas always plays tough. Um, they like it, Dallas. I've been to a couple of games in Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. One year, my father and I went there and 
came back and tried to find some turkey sandwiches at the convenience store and couldn't find them anywhere on the way home. Um, so we got turkey hot dogs, I think, and celebrated Thanksgiving together, me and my father. So Dallas has been great lately. Dallas is the number one defense in the NFL, less than 17 points a game. Nobody scores on them. They're doing great. Dak Prescott's back. Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke is back, but he can't get the job back from Pollard, but he's a great back to throw in there. CeeDee Lamb is unstoppable. Their offense has been so good. Their defense has been so good. Uh, they've been tough. They're favored by nine points at home against a division rival, the Giants. Giants have struggled. <clears throat> the Dan Jones has just not completed well at, at the at quarterback position. So, you know, there's a bunch of these guys who've been in the league two and three years at quarterback, and half of them are just up and down, inconsistent, back and forth. Giants are a fine team to run the ball. Saquon Bullock, he's still a beast. He's healthy again this year. He can't be stopped. He's the best third down back there is. However, no catches out of the backfield, so he's not a good fantasy play for you. I think Giants are just an average team. Um, they're 21st of points, um, 13th against points. They're 19th in yards, 17th in allowing yards. Um, what they really do well is run the ball with Saquon Barkley. They're fourth in the league around the ball. Dallas has maybe no real weakness, as I'd say, overall, but they're the f- number one team against the pass, and they're number 26th against the run. If anybody's going to play them tough, if anybody's going to beat Dallas or give Dallas a good game, I say it's going to be the Giants with that running game. I think they're going to be able to put the ball and, and even score some points there. So um, it is a for second place in the division. If Giants get there, they're, they're there. They're going to play this well. Um, basically, Dallas and Philadelphia – Dallas loses this game, Philly gets the division. So I think Dallas needs to win, but I don't think they're going to win by that many points. I'll take the nine, take the Giants in the nine, <clears throat> and run the ball down their throat. Last turkey game is uh, Minnesota at home playing New England. Um, New England always outperforms. I'm just amazed how well they do. Um, their defense keeps them in games. They're the mediocre or last place in almost, in almost every category. But their defense is strong. They, they really somehow find ways. They're the number two overall defense against points. They're fourth in yards, fourth against the pass, 12th in the run. That's one thing you can do, kind of run the ball against them a little bit, and teams have done that. Where Minnesota has done it all, um, they really have done incredible until last week. You know, that last week, I, I, last week's podcast, we picked five out of six winners on the over-unders. And the one game we lost was Dallas game in Dallas, Minnesota, 40-3 to with an over-under 46-and-a-half. I could not believe Minnesota, this high-powered offense. Justin Jefferson, he's had more catches and more touchdowns in the first three years than any player in NFL history. Kirk Cousins is playing great. Dalvin Cook can run the ball. What happened in that game was the left tackle got hurt, and it just freaked him out. Kirk Cousins got sacked seven times. Now I got New England in there, the number two defense coming in there. I think real problems here. With the left tackle out, this could be a real problem. Um, the New England can't score at all. I mean, they're 20th points, they're 25th in yards, 23rd passing, 17th rushing. They, New England's a terrible defense. They just have never got – they try to run the ball, but none of the running backs seem to get touchdowns. They get lots of yards. Um, Minnesota could move the ball to everybody, but now with this left tackle out, maybe not. Maybe they can't. So I think I'm going to take an under on this game. Um, it's, it, the game is two and a half Minnesota. It's a perfect thing to try, you know, two and a half points, especially if you like uh, Minnesota. You can tease now. you got three and a half points on the other side. That's uh, you know, always a good to have. I think the play here is probably the under, only 42 and a half. I think Minnesota probably won't score the points they've been scoring this season. Overall, I mean, they're 13th on points anyway, but now if they have some problems, they're a mediocre offense. Let's play the under 42 and a half. Those are our Thanksgiving Day games. Let's go ahead and do a couple more of the early Sunday games, and then we'll take a break and come back with the others. 
So the two games we'll start with is Denver at Carolina. Denver is a really good team at home. However, they never score points. You know, they've only covered the over one time this season. It's been the greatest bet in football right now. Just, oh, yeah, but under the, for Denver games every single week, under, under, under. It's because they're the number three defense, number three in yards, number three against the pass, and they're the 32nd, the worst team scoring the ball. So the best, one of the best defenses and the absolute worst offense. That's why all games are unders there. So... Playing at Carolina, um, this is a tough game. Carolina has been a mediocre team. They're not in the top half anywhere. The closest they are, they're 18th against the pass. But, I mean, they really have struggled offensively and defensively. Um, they've had problems. Sam Darnold's going to be back there in quarterback this time. He's been okay. The over-under in this game is 36-and-a-half. That's ridiculously low. 36-and-a-half, that's, I mean, most of the games are at least a 7, 18 points above this. And that's when they think that low. And it's not played in bad weather. So there's nothing there. You're looking for it. I just think Denver can't score, and they can stop you from scoring, so I can see this game. Um, Denver's two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. If you do the math, pull that back out. That means they think they should win this game 19-and-a-half to 17. So Vegas is predicting neither team scores 20 points. I can't play that game because all it takes is a couple of fluke plays, and suddenly your over's there. 36-and-a-half is too low to play. Um, I think the play probably is to tease Carolina. Uh, take the six points and the two-and-a-half points you're giving you. Now you got eight-and-a-half points at home against a Denver team that can't score the ball. I mean, if they have the last in, in, in offense and suddenly you have eight and a half points at home against them, I think it's a pretty good play. So I'll do that one. One other game is going to be a fun one. That's going to be the Tampa Bay at Cleveland game. Um, Tampa Bay has been up and down. So they are a mediocre team on the road and they found ways to lose at home even. So um, they used to be everything. And, um, now they throw the ball because Tom Brady can't do anything else. He's the kind of guy who's got to throw the ball 55, 60 times a game, complete 35 of them, have a chance in games. They're the number five passing team. However, they're last in running the ball. They're 27th all arm points. Tampa Bay is a one-sided team. He doesn't have the receivers. He can't move anymore. They're not a good team. They're playing on the road at Cleveland. Cleveland is a bad team. They have their fourth in overall in yards. They just don't get in the end zone. They're tenth. They're fifth running the ball. I mean, Nick Chubb's great. Eleven touchdowns for Nick Chubb. I mean, they got Kareem Hunt back in there as well. Um, Jacoby Brissett's been fine. He he last week. I mean, they threw 324 yards against the Buffalo defense and three touchdowns. He's been a fine play um, if you play them. But overall, they're 30th against points. People do score the points on them, um, and Tom Brady has a chance to do that. If the run weakness of the team overall is probably against the run, not against the pass, and they really can run the ball. So look for them to run the ball on Tampa Bay. Look for Tampa Bay to get behind, and, and I think Cleveland will run the ball and run the ball and run the ball, and Tom Brady may come back and win this game at the end. He's a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. I ain't going to play four-and-a-half points. I wouldn't do that. Here's my play probably under 43 Figured if Cleveland can stop Tom Brady and they've stopped themselves more than anything else, they're not going to score points here. And I just don't see a lot of points being allowed. Tampa Bay is the sixth overall defense, seventh in yards, sixth against the pass, 15th against the run. Nick Chubb can run the ball. They're 15th against the run. That's a chance for them. So I'll play the under thinking that Chubb's going to run down their throat. So those are our first five games. We're going to take a break. It's Pixie and Pick 6. 
Hey there, gambling fans. This is Dr. Dustin DeVore, the president, CEO, head honcho, everything of Getting Greasy Industries. And I'd just like to tell you about a couple of our other podcasts, Red State Blues and Getting Greasy. They're both comedy podcasts. One of them's about a liberal living in the state of Oklahoma, and the other one is a podcast that's kind of about the Trailer Park Boys, but also various other things now that that series has wound down. You can check those out on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, Google, wherever you want to check out a podcast you can probably find them thank you guys for listening and now back to michael Patton and pigskin pick six hi welcome back michael Patton here pigskin pick six picking football games week 12 of the nfl season this is for the gambler in you so we're hoping to give people an odds and reason talk about the games a little bit um if you have any questions about this come find us we started a facebook page pigskin pick six you can listen to it from there and ask questions and give us some, some advice what you think we should do with these games um, the idea is to type an angle, do a lot of homework, use the stats, especially the recent stats. You know, I don't really care that your team has won 15 of the last 16 times you've been in that city. How have you done the last year? How have you done the last month of the season? So those will matter to me more. Okay, let's pick some more games here. There's some more noon kickoff games we're going to pick out. So the first game is Baltimore at Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville is getting five and a half points at home. Jacksonville is a pretty good team um, if you just want to kind of get an average game. I mean, they're the kind of the, the milk toast, the, the, the fast food of the world. They're, you know what you're going to get. It's not going to be good, but it's going to be okay and stuff. That's them. They're, they're 19th in points, 14th against points. They really can't do anything offensively. They've just struggled. Trevor Lawrence had such a great opportunity to come in there, but, you know, when you're the number one overall pick, you go the worst team. And they've not made much improvements. They've had trouble, struggles there. The Travis Dandiana got hurt. They've had, uh, struggled all along. And Baltimore has been at one of the teams that people thought were going to go to the Super Bowl. They were, oh, we're gonna, Baltimore's this great team. It's hard to say. Baltimore can run the ball. They really can still. They're second running and third against the run. So this game is if, if Jacksonville's going to win this game, they're going to throw the ball. And overall, they're 20th team passing. They're seventh against the run. So the weakness of Baltimore is against the pass. They're 27th against the pass. Here's in the ninth, they're, they're um, a 10th overall defense and the one that way he's beat them. So Trevor Lawrence got to step up. So Jacksonville's at home. Uh, we can see if they play here. They've had some injuries up there. Baltimore has been inconsistent as can be. So they have no idea what the running game's going to be. Justice Hill still needs them, but really it's Lamar Jackson doing it all. Uh, he's that good. He can carry his team. So they're doing well. I'd say I'd probably take Jacksonville plus the points. Five and a half points at home against a Baltimore team that's not played well on the road. Probably take that game. I think it's a good play for it. Our next kickoff noontime on Central is going to be the Houston and Miami game. Houston plays at Miami. Miami's a 13-point favorite. This is the kind of year where suddenly everyone looks like, oh, this team can't be stopped. It's incredible. So... I said before in the last segment, uh, underdogs are the way to play overall. If you have no opinion, look for the underdog. Take the points because uh, sometimes things, weird things happen this time of year. And for some reason, everyone bets their favorites. So the bookies make money. They need to make money as well. It's hard to bet Houston. I mean, the 30th offense, 31st in yards, 29th rushing, 26th passing. I mean, they're terrible. Against the run. I mean, they're 32nd against the run. They're 31st from points. Everybody has anything they want against them. They get behind and teams just run the ball. Comes into Miami. Miami's been a really good team. Uh, since Tua came back, he's been just the top, top quarterback. Um, you know, he was the guy that they got rid of the quarterbacks in Alabama. They all came to OU and the national, won the Heisman, but he was too good. Now he's in Miami. 
He's got an 18 touchdown to three interception ratio this year. He's 71% completions. Um, Tyreek Hill came over from Kansas City. He's been everything advertised. He's, he's on paces over 2,000 yards, the all-time record for receiving yards in the season. Jason Waller, their number one pick the year before, number seven, sorry, second round pick the year before, has been great as well. So their defense is okay. 22nd, 21, 22nd, 16th against the run. Uh, okay, then you can move the ball against them, but how's Houston going to run the ball? I mean, I said they're, they're last or next to last in every category. Can't see that. Miami does have a wonderful passing game, number two passing game overall, but with, with Hill and Waddle, I mean, and, and three in yards overall. They, they're a big-time, explosive team, favored by 13 points at home. The over-under is 46. I'd probably say play the over, I mean, because you can actually move the ball against Miami and gets lucky there. Davis Mills can do a few things. I mean, he's got DeAndre Hopkins there now. I mean, there's things that happen. It's possible he can make things work. So Houston plus 13 is probably a play. I wouldn't feel strong. Over is probably a good play. wouldn't feel strong about it. Okay, next game is Chicago at New York Jets. Um, you know, uh, the New York Jets were one of my favorite teams, and Zach Wilson, I love this. The draft the year before, the Jets moved up and got Zach Wilson in the draft, and the Bears took Justin Fields. They were both available, and it looks like, man, the Jets picked the wrong one. Justin Fields has been really good for the Bears this year. Uh, Wilson's 5-2 and two as a starter, and he just got benched. They announced it. I'm doing these podcasts on Wednesday morning, so a lot of things can happen around then. But they just announced the head coach, Zach Wilson, this overall great number one pick the year before. 5-2 and two as a starter is going to be benched. They're going to play Mike White. Joe Flacco is the backup. He's going to be the third-string quarterback. There were 16-mile-an-hour wins flying down in Jet Stadium, so it's going to be hard to get through the ball in directions. It's a weird crosswind. Um, Justin Fields wants to run the ball. The, the Bears are the number one running team in the NFL. They're 17th overall offense, 23rd in yards, number one in running the ball. That's what they do. They're 32nd in the pass. How can a team be the worst passing team and the best running team and be competitive. How do you not stop that? And the Jets have a really good defense. Um, the Jets, they're ninth overall, eighth against yards, 10th pass, ninth overall against the run, top third everywhere. And they're a one-sided team. If Chicago gets behind and can't run the ball, they make up there. It's going to be difficult. I mean, Fields is going to do a lot of scrambling. He can do it himself. He's on pace over 1,000 yards. In fact, he's on pace to set the all-time NFL rushing record for a quarterback. I think the play in this game is play the wind. 16-mile wins, you can't throw the ball. Um, you got one team who runs the ball, the other team doesn't want to run the ball. Um, under 39 and a half. It's a low total. I think I'll play the under. In fact, I think it's one of my best plays of the, the week this year is to play the Bears and the Jets and the under 39 and a half. Another noon start is going to be Cincinnati Bengals at Tennessee Titans. You know, this was a... Last year, Cincinnati came into Tennessee in the playoffs. Both these teams are playoff teams and probably going to be playoff teams this year. And Cincinnati got their first road win in the playoffs ever in their history. They're, I mean, just amazing. Burrow was good last year. He's good this year. Third overall offense, fifth passing, uh, fifth yard, fourth passing, uh, 28th running. They've just struggled there. They, they, and Joe Mixon's now is hurt. I mean, they've just had problems there. They, they, they don't commit to it. Uh, Mixon has the yards, but he gets them catching them, not running them. So, and they're favored at Tennessee by a point and a half. I mean, obviously a pick-em game. Tennessee struggles. Um, they're 30th yardage offensively and 30th passing, and they're 30th against passing as well. So the, all they can do is run King Henry. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's been fine. Last week, he Gave it to Green Bay. I, I couldn't believe how bad Green Bay played. Like, like I should, they played terrible this year. Except, let's say Dallas. Um, Tannehill's been fine overall. Um, and he really did a well with ball control team. And they just ran the ball down their throat. 
if there's anything they can do to win this game against Cincinnati is to run the ball. Um, I think they, I think they're going to be in trouble. So I think Tennessee can really do the ball well here. But Cincinnati's the better team. They're the better offense. They're the better defense. Um, they're favorite on the road. I'd say lay the points. It's a minus one and a half. Uh, this would be a great game to watch. Uh, and the over 42 and a half. I think these teams are going to both score points. I think uh, there's a chance for both these teams being in the 30s. So I think it's a nice safe over under 40, 42 and a half. Our last noon game is the um, Atlanta Falcons playing the Washington, now Commanders, was football team, was Redskins, so they changed names more than I have ex-wives do. Washington's been really good lately. They've won five of six. No one thought this would come. The whole NFC East is like the strongest division in football. I mean, one in five of the last six. That's important. That's really impressive. Uh, they've had some tough games. And Atlanta's the opposite. I mean, they just basically have been hurt like crazy. Mariota's been mediocre at best at quarterback. They're a good tight end. Number one pick the year before, Kyle Pitts, who's underperformed all year now, is hurt and lost for the season. Drake London's their best player running the ball. And they're third running the ball. Um, so they, they, they really can do that well. Um, they're 31st throwing the ball. Um, they're not a good offense. They're 12th in points scored. So, I mean, they've done the day advantage of that. But, and, uh, and there's nothing to say good about uh, Washington besides they won five of the last six. I mean, Taylor Heineke's done very well. Um, they're sixth against the run and sixth yardage in, in defense. But everywhere else, they're mediocre. 23rd offense, 24th yards. 21st passing, 16th rushing. Uh, this is a game of two terrible teams. Um, Washington's at home, minus four. Um, Atlanta has nothing to play for. Washington is in the best division. They're going to be a competitive team. I'll take actually Washington minus four. Not a big play, though. The afternoon games. We have the LA Chargers playing at Arizona. Um, wow. I wish Arizona had Kyle Murray. When Kyle Murray was there, they were in over every single week. It was really great. I really love that. Um, they played terrible. They just went down to Mexico, um, lost to the Niners, and lost badly. Colt McCoy had some real struggles. Um, Niners had one of their best games. They were one of the strongest teams suddenly. Suddenly they are in the, in the power rankings that they put out. They're the number four team. So out of nowhere. They, they were a mediocre team, and now, boom, everything's, ooh, they're really good. And got a couple of important moves in the offseason, and then a couple of the trade deadline that really helped them. I think Arizona's a good play, too. I still like them overall. Um, they're getting four and a half points at home. Colt McCoy, I like teams that come home after bad road losses and what worse loss than to go to Mexico. Okay, you know, Montezuma's revenge, got them everything. And they come back to, back to Arizona from there. So the Chargers, um, you know, it's another California team. They, they, Arizona has to play all these California teams, and they usually do Freddie Porty against them. They have very few. It's a, it's a tough division overall. And the Chargers are... 30th running and they don't have much Austin Eagler is this excellent back he catches six or seven catches a game on average and does great stats and stuff Justin Herbert is a wonderful quarterback they're just not putting up numbers and they're the 30th overall against points I mean they're their third worst team to be scored upon in the NFL so Arizona is a team I played over 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 again um, they're they're a fine team. They have nothing that stands out. I mean, 14th passing team. Well, there's a lot of that's with Kyler Murray, not Colt McCoy. They're playing the game of the dome. DeAndre Hopkins is back. He's catching seven catches, eight catches a game, no matter who the quarterback is. James Conner's healthy finally. And Arizona, I think they take the points, take four and a half points here. Um, could be a big over, though, 47 and a half. In fact, I think that's one of the nicest plays. Um, I, I, it's, this comes down to Colt McCoy. If he can bounce back from the Mexican loss, um, against to the Niners. So I think it's a good game for it. So I'll take that. 
the last or no next game is uh, Vegas at Seattle, Las Vegas Raiders. This game is Seattle's at home, three and a half point favorites, 47 and a half point, right down the middle, exactly where it should be. I read my calculations on average points and things like this, and I thought, oh, this game should be around 47 and a half points. And sure enough, the line came out 47 and a half points. So, um, Seattle's at home. Um, Raiders play badly on the road. Raiders have found ways to lose games. Uh, Derek Carr is just puts up big numbers. And Devontae Adams, they won last week in overtime. Devontae Adams opened by 20 yards. I don't know what happened there to give them the, the win. Josh Jacobs doing fine as a running back. I mean, they're, they're an average team, 16th overall in, in points, 16th in yards, uh, 23rd running, but 9th in passing, right where they should be. The defense is a little worse, 24th, 27th against yards, 24th against the pass, um, 20th against the run, so they're not good anywhere. And Seattle does a couple of things right. They're the fifth overall offense in points. Geno Smith has had, right now he has a one-away passer rating. That's MVP levels, if you do this right. He's got a 72% completion record, 17 touchdowns, four interceptions. That's a pretty impressive ratio. I mean, Geno Smith, the guy we gave up on, the guy who was back up for everybody else, now he's gone to Miami, has a good team, and does things well. So they're the fifth overall offense and 10th and um, in terms of yards, 11th in passing. So they, they have some struggles. They're 28th against the run. So I think this game, if the Chargers can, I'm sorry, if the Raiders can get in there and run the ball with Josh Jacobs and do something, I think they'll be fine. I do think they'll get points. I think the Raiders can score on this game. Um, Seattle's not an impressive defense. The over-under is 47.5. I'm not going to play that. Over probably is a smarter play. It's hard to say that. Um, but I think Seattle plus home. I'll lay the three and a half points. I think they're the better team. I think they come through and, and do well here, and it'll be great. So next game is going to be the um, L.A. Rams, defending Super Bowl champs, 14 and a half point favorites at Kansas City. Never in the history of the NFL has a defending Super Bowl champion been more than two touchdowns um, as an underdog. I think 13 is the best ever. So now 14 and a half points. Kansas City deserves it. I mean, number one team offensively, number one passing, number one yards, points. 18th rushing. Who cares? They don't have to do this. And the Rams have lost four straight games. And the Rams quarterback had just went to concussion protocol, Matt Stafford. Everything's gone right um, for the Chiefs. Everything has gone wrong for the Rams this year. They're the 29th offense. Defending Super Bowl chance. 29th in offense in terms of points and yards. Um, 31st running the ball. They can't do anything. They've lost it all. And they've lost four straight games. Man, I can't lay 14 half points in the NFL. But man... <laughs> Kansas City would be the play. 14 points would be the play for sure. I think they did that. So Then it's New Orleans at um, San Francisco. San Francisco just came back from this big win. Um, Garoppolo's been great as a backup quarterback. He stepped up. I mean, he's done this before. Uh, he's done this for three different teams. Everybody seems to like him. So they're the number one team in terms of yards and fourth in points and uh, allowed and number one defense. So we're talking about this great defense and a decent quarterback, and now Christian McCaffrey, who's just in, put them incredible catches there as well. Everybody's under fire in the Rams. Um, I, I mean, everybody's in fire under this in, in New Orleans. I mean, they've just been mediocre at best. They've had nothing right. They did beat the Rams last week. Um, it's nine points. Uh, Niners and nine points. Um, I don't think Niners are going to cover this. I'll New Orleans plus nine. Not a strong play. Two games left, and that's going to be the Sunday night game and then Monday night game. And then we'll talk about these and recap our picks overall. So the Green Bay-Philadelphia game. 
I love night games in Philadelphia. They, they, they threw batteries at Santa Claus. I mean, they do everything in Philly. Night games in a blue-collar town, uh, they always win. So I'm not going to play this game because um, I don't plan to play against Green Bay. Philly's a seven-point favorite. That's about what the line should be. There's 12-mile-an-hour wins. I'd probably pay the under. Packers haven't proved they can score anything, and Philly can basically score points, but they don't need to, and they're really good defense, second against the pass. Um, can the Green Bay Packers run the ball on Philly? I don't think so. I mean, they're overall the 14th best running game, I mean, right in the very middle, and Philly can be ran against, but I don't think it's going to happen there. I think they'll get some – I don't see Aaron Jones getting 100 yards. I think they've lost too much over there at the Packers this year, and, and, and Aaron just – Aaron Rodgers has just kind of lost his confidence in his receivers. Even though Christian Watson's five touchdowns the last two weeks, nothing wrong with him. So there's a wind. I'd probably pay the under 46 and a half. Philly minus seven. That's too many points. I'll tease this one six points, make it Philly minus one. Just think Philly gets out with a win. And the last game is going to be Monday night, Indianapolis. Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. Man, two dogs. When you have two dogs, pay the dogs usually. That's what I say. Uh, Pittsburgh's done nothing right. They're 28th offense. They're 26 in yards. Um, I mean, nothing. 22nd passing, 22nd rushing. And they're just as bad everywhere on defense. 26 points, 28th yards. Last against the pass. Seventh against the run. So, because why run the ball against them if you don't have to? So, Indianapolis comes in. They're the 31st. This is the 28th best offense and the 31st best offense out of 32. So, you think, man, this would be a good under game. I don't know. It's it's. It's difficult to see that over under 39. It's in the dome. Hard to bet that. I mean, one of these teams gets 28 points. It's hard not to get the other one. So I think both these teams are going to be in double digits. So I won't play the under there. I think I'll play Indy. And the one thing you can really do is run the ball. Uh, I think they'll run the ball pretty well against Pittsburgh. Uh, if they do run the ball well, them, I think they'll cover the two and a half points. So that'd be their world last game. Okay, now let's do our picks real quick. I'll just recap for these. Hope you'll find ones you like and make some money for this. We've been pretty good lately. Um, we were five out of six on Overrunners last week. We're 22 and eight on the, on the four weeks we've been doing this broadcast. And um, so far, we have some good plays. So I'm going to pick um, four underdogs. I'm going to pick some home games this week. I think the Lions plus nine and a half with Buffalo. Buffalo is a better team. Lions are at home. It's Thanksgiving Day. That's a lot of points. And they can move the ball. I mean, they have a decent offense. I'll take the Lions plus nine and a half. Also, in that Thanksgiving game, I'll take Giants plus nine and a half at Dallas. So this should be a good game. That's too many points. Dallas is a better team. Dallas has problems stopping the run. Giants are healthy. So take the Giants. Take the nine points. And then I think Washington at Atlanta. Washington's a better team. They're at home against Atlanta. I'm going to lay the four points. Take Washington minus four at Atlanta. Arizona. Playing at home, four and a half points against the Chargers. Chargers can't prove to me they can beat good teams. Can't prove me Arizona's a good team, but I'll take four and a half points at home in that game. Uh, I wish Kyle was playing with backup quarterbacks. It's always scary, but I think they'll come home. Comes up with a road loss, come home. I appreciate that. Seattle at home, three and a half points. Seattle's a great place to, to play. People love it. It's really a loud place. And then Vegas. Vegas is a road team everywhere they go, even at home. More people in the stands for other teams than they are for the Raiders. They're the only place that Raiders have fans more than anybody else is in California. They do really great in California games because they have fans more than the Chargers have and more than the Rams have. They've been there longer in California. Last game at Bright I'll take is New Orleans plus nine at San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco is, has an excellent team. Uh, I don't see them having 
any reason to win this game by a bunch of points. They're coming back from Mexico. It's a, you know, they've got travel issues there as well. But more importantly, um, the, they're just playing right now to keep winning. I think they probably will win this game. I'll lay the nine. I mean, I'll kick the nine points and hope that San Francisco uh, falters a little bit or just wins by six or something like that. Okay, our teasers, um, and the teasers here, by sure you check all these. We're doing this on Tuesday, and there are weather issues. I'll try to put some of these in play. So the Houston-Miami game, over 46. I think it's going to be a strong play. I really like that opportunity. New England-Minnesota, under 42.5. You know, unders have been big this year. They've been running more unders than the overs this year, and I think Minnesota's going to struggle a little bit. This New England's a good difference. Chicago, New York Giant, New York Jets, under 39 and a half. I mean, you got a new quarterback playing there, Mike White in, in the Jets. And Chicago has been, besides the running quarterback, not much else. These teams are going to run the ball and try to score um, and ball control. The wind's going to pick up, 39 and a half. I'll take the under. Cincinnati, Tennessee. Um, I love this game. I love Cincinnati. I love the, for the stats this. I mean, if you're in a fantasy, you're, you're playing a bunch of players on Cincinnati and Tennessee's t- rosters. So I'm taking the over on this, 42 and a half. Chargers, Arizona. We're going to play that one. I mentioned I love that overall. I love Arizona getting points at home. Um, I think the Chargers will score. I think Arizona will score as well. Over 47 and a half. We'll play it. Green Bay and Philadelphia. Uh, Green Bay can't score. Phil Davis got a good defense. They're at home. There could be a light rain. Under 46 and a half. So I think we'll take the under there on that one. And there are six-point teasers. We pick four games each week that we think we can move the line six points. I think now if I move the line on Minnesota, suddenly I'm getting three and a half points at home for New England. Um, Carolina, I'll take the extra points. Take six plus the other ones. I'll make nine and a half points at home against Denver. Indianapolis, I'm getting three and a half points on the in pocket plus three and a half with Pittsburgh. I think if they're going to win the game outright, I got three and a half extra points in case something weird happens. And the last one's the Philadelphia Green Bay game. Hate to pick against Green Bay. I don't think they win this game. Will they cover it? Will we'll be able to Philly cover it seven? Maybe not, but I think Philly minus one is a good play. So those are our teasers. Take the Minnesota six-point teaser, Carolina, Indianapolis, and Philly. Move those lines six points. Uh, hit that, you know, it pays three to one. It's not bad. You can all, all three games, but you got six points in hand. So those are our plays for week 12. Hope you had... Uh, good season so far this year. Hope you enjoy watching football. Um, we're going to make some more games like this each and every week. Um, and then from the playoffs, we'll do a little more in-depth about the games themselves, a little more about fantasy plays to go forward for that. Have a good Thanksgiving. Have a good weekend. We'll see you all next week. It's Michael Patton. This is Pigskin Pick 6.